when he left to go back to heaven was, he said, I give you power to be witnesses. You're to be my witnesses. That's your job, to be a witness. As long as I got breath in my body and I can stand up or even have to sit down, I'm going to praise God and I'm going to love God, try to be a witness for the Lord. Thank you for everything tonight, choir. And I'm going to not preach very long. My wife will love that. And, uh, I mean, she loves my preaching, but I told you this morning, I got a compliment, and I don't think my friend gets to come on Sunday night. I got a high compliment this morning, and it was in the form of a uh, complaint. And he said, I have a complaint. And uh, it was the restroom, and the friend was in there. And I went, well, what's your complaint? He said, well, you just reach a point in preaching, and you quit. I said, I love that kind of complaint. I love it. I love it. I love it. Amen. It is good to have a family here tonight, and I do appreciate those songs. But uh, you know what? That's, that's so true. We're going to have an address change one of these days. But like I said, I'm not, you know, I, I want the Lord. I'm ready if the Lord comes. I'm really ready. I've had a good life, and I appreciate the church. I want to just tell you how much I do appreciate my friends and the church, and I thank God for it every day. Thank God that I don't have to have any honors, don't have to be recognized, don't have to have a title. I don't have to have any of that, but I'm glad you still, you know, recognize me as been around here. I appreciate it. Amen? How many you? You like to be appreciated, don't you? Everybody does. All right. Now, it is an old, old-fashioned, old what we call Senior Saint Night, Senior Saint Night. And um, so I have a message for you tonight. Now, I'm going to go way back. I've asked Brother Jared to read the scripture. You know what, folks? The only thing, I love getting old. It's just what goes with it that doesn't work too good. I mean, I really do. I, I'm thankful that I'm 82. But on my desk, I got a Bible that was given to me by one of my sons, and it's a, it's a super giant print. It's, it's a too big to bring to the pulpit. It's called super giant print. I read daily out of that one. It's a study Bible. And then for my birthday, my wife got me a Bible. It's the one I got up here tonight. It's called the, uh, you know, this giant print, but the other super giant print. So <laughs> the eyes get a little dim. Brother Jared, read me that scripture tonight. We're going to get right with it. Jeremiah 6, 15 and 16. Some of you could quote it. When they had committed abomination, nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they fall. They shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be cast down, saith the, saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord: Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk therein. Thank you, brother. Amen. Now, you might say, well, you know, why did you uh, choose that scripture? Is it because it is senior saint night? No, not really. The truth of the matter is this scripture fits any situation. To Israel, the old ways. Now, I'm not going to talk about old things tonight as much. I'm going to talk about the good way, the good way, the good way. It's not good because it's old. It's good because it's right. So we might go back and we could say, I love the old songs and I love the old ways and I love the old ways of having church and all that. Good, That's good. I got a lot of good memories of some of that myself. 
But I'm going to tell you what, folks. It is not good because it's old. It's good because it's right. And so that, that's the whole thing in a nutshell. I'm glad we're not back. I saw Sister Vivian come in tonight, and she's one of our older members, and her and I both go back. She's a little bit older than me, not much. It browns, you know. You know what? I tell them there's not a whole lot of difference anymore in things. They're still about the same thing. You may sit in church and text and say thus and that, but if the old slat pews were still out browns, they would have some scratches on the back, so-and-so like so-and-so or what have you, or notes would be passed. So texting is nothing new. It's been going on for years and years and years. So on and on we go. We have, and, and the hymns we sing. We were singing some new ones. You went back a little bit tonight with some of the older ones. And I love the, the old ones, and I love the new ones. I just love God. And it's just like I've said many times, it is not because it is old that makes it good. It's because it's right. And I tell people that talk about that, you know, some of my ministers my age, I will tell them. And you know my likes, you know that course. I don't know if my wife had that did or not. Heavenly Father, I appreciate you. Uh, we used to sing courses around your sister Wendy, and she would lead in that one and others and reach out and touch the Lord and all that. And those were tremendous. They were good. And uh, they're still good. They're still tremendous. And if I would say, we should do more of it, I'd get a lot of amens. I know I would. No, I didn't get any. But what I'm saying, y'all don't even hardly remember that, do you? Some of you remember that. You're nodding your head. You remember those. Those are good. Those are great. But am I going to get up here and criticize and say, well, you know, I don't like this and I don't like that and I wish you'd go back. You know what I'm doing? I am hindering the move of God. I'm hindering the Word of God from going forth. It is the Word of God that doesn't change. Everything changes. Bodies change. I change. You know, I ha you know well, anyhow, uh, Israel's... The old path, and let, me, let me just preach a little. The old path to Israel was going back to Moses, the founder of the Jewish religion and, and, and the Mosaical law. That was the good path, uh, the old path for Israel. And you could read in here about all the junk that was going on. You think there's anything new in the world now? My Lord, they had more problems or as many problems back in those days as we do now. Israel would be backslid one day and, and coming back to God the next, in and out, up and down like a yo-yo. That was Israel. And the prophets give them word. And they were talked about the abominations. Were they ashamed when they committed the abomination? Nay, they were not even ashamed at all. Neither could they even blush? Have you ever seen a day like this when people cannot even, not even ashamed for all of their ungodliness and sins and they don't even blush? It's just, well, everybody's doing it. Go ahead and do it. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Everybody's not doing it. There's some people doing right. Oh, come on now. Somebody said, well, you know, go ahead and whatever. Well, I, I don't want to get too plain. Brother uh, Greg and them 
who did a tremendous job on teaching on the family, and he got pretty plain about some of it. We may be living in a day when everything seems to be permitted, uh, going to bed with them before you get married, uh, fornication, adultery, and sex before marriage, and all that may be all right now, but it's not all right with God. It's all right with man. They don't even blush about their sins. They don't even blush about it. But we need to go back to the old past, holy and righteous, true, living for God in a holy way. Well, praise God. The Israel, go back to the old past. It was not, it was good. It, was, it wasn't good because it was old. It was good because it was right. And the Christian, the Christians uh, referred back to the primitive Christ, Christianity, to the teachings of the apostles, to the life and the example of Christ, the founder of the church. So what are you talking about again? I'm saying we just need to go back. I tell it, and the older I get and the bolder I get, that is true. But I would to the God of heaven that somehow we could get rid of all of this walls of separation. We've got all this stuff going on about race and everything else. But in religion, I wish we could get rid of all of this prejudice and get rid of all the denominational walls that have got to separate us. Everybody go back to the old past of the Word of God. The Word of God still stands. It'll always stand forever, O oh Lord. Thy Word is settled in heaven. Somebody said, well, my church doesn't believe it, and I don't believe it. If my Bible teaches it, I believe it. Regardless what the church says, it's what the Bible said. The Word of God is what's going to stand. Let's go back to the old past where the apostles, uh, they came in Christ, the teacher, the old past, the old past of what's the good way, the holy way, the old past. Yeah, I've been around a while. In my old path, and you've heard my testimony many times, and we heard some good ones today. But my old path was I, I lived a path of sin for quite some time, not a long time. I, before I got married and started having these sons, I, I, I did my wife, sowed my wild oats, that's what they used to call it. I sowed a few, but I, I thank God I, got, I, I, I made the trip to the altar. And so when I did, you know, I'd been told, when you repent, you repent. When you really make a confession of faith, it's not just saying, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now I'm saved. I'm going to tell you what, folks, you're not going to get saved if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You're not going to get anywhere if you don't believe it. But just because you believe it's not going to get it there either. You've got to obey the Word of God. You've got to believe with your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. You've got to obey the Word of God. It's just, well, I believe it. I confess it. I believe it. I confessed it. I believed it. I said, oh, God, forgive me of my sins when I walked down the aisle that night with a heavy load on my shoulder and in my my heart. Oh, yes. And when I walked down and I said, oh, God, forgive me. Forgive me. I didn't pray a pretty prayer or a long prayer, but I wept many tears on the altar. I'm going to tell you, folks, if you don't have a few tears in your repentance, I just kind of doubt your repentance. You got to be sorry of your sins. You say, well, I got caught and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do better and I'm going to do this and that. You're not going to do no such a thing. You can't do it without the help of God and without a good attitude of faith and a good confession. You've just got to have a made up mind. Go back to the old path of repentance. You won't get nowhere without it. 
I read about John the Baptist. The Bible said he didn't perform any miracles, not a miracle that John the Baptist performed, but everything that he said about Christ was true. And I read that. John didn't perform a miracle. John came on the scene crying as a voice in the wilderness. There was no record of any miracle that he ever performed, but what he done, he represented the one that could forgive sins. He represented the one that could heal. He represented the one that could deliver. He said, I, I must decrease, but he's going to increase. I can only baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that's coming after me, I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie his shoes. He'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with the fire. But John the Baptist was a forerunner of that. John the Baptist preached repentance. He baptized in water unto repentance. But Jesus baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. So John the Baptist was a forerunner. And you're not going to get anywhere with God without you have the forerunner in your life, which is repentance. He preached repentance and then the Holy Ghost came. When you repent, and make up your mind I'm going to live for God he'll come in the old fashioned way and he'll forgive you he'll forgive you with the Holy Ghost stand ye in the ways and see and ask for the old path where is the good way and when you find it walk therein it will take you to that address change it'll take you to heaven you just got to keep on keeping on keeping on praise God Lift your hands and praise the Lord. I'm feeling the Holy Ghost here. Well, I felt it when I got here. Somebody said, well, I'm going to church, and I'm, I'm going to get my blessing. I'm going to go get this. And you sit there, and if you don't get anything, well, I didn't get it. Well, you didn't give anything. You come to church not to get. You come to give. You don't come to church to, for the choir to sing your song or for you to get a blessing. You come to the house of God to give God praise, give God worship. I didn't come to get. I come to give. I give God the glory. I say thank you Lord Jesus for forgiving me of my sins and that burden was lifted when I left that altar. It rolled away. Somebody said well I'm going to try it. I've tried everything else. I've tried this tried that and might as well try church. Oh forget it. You ain't going to get anywhere like that. I'm going to try to live for God. Forget it. You might as well just go home and do whatever you want to do. If you don't come with your mind made up, there's a way, a truth, and a life. And if I will confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in my heart, and if I will confess my sins and turn it over to God, I can't do it myself. Somebody said, well, I tried to quit this. I tried to quit that, and I couldn't. I don't even think I'll try anymore. You know, if that's your problem, you tried. You're not going to get anywhere by trying. You get somewhere by believing. Somebody said, I'm going to try to serve God. Why don't you just start believing in your heart? heart. I can believe God. I trust God. I know he paid the price. He gave his life for me. He gave me his spirit, and I have the power to live for God. Amen. The old past. The old past. Oh, the old songs. No, I'm not talking altogether about that. That's good. I love some of them. The old songs. The old praise worships. I love that. I love these new ones, too. There's one that uh, I... Uh, you know, about every funeral that I have, they'll do it. And I'm not being critical because it's got good words after it gets across the front side. 
and that's go rest high on the mountain. Yeah, you probably at your funerals, you may have it played as well, but you ain't going to play it at mine. You know why? Because it starts out wrong. I know your life on earth was trouble. My life hadn't been trouble. My life has been blessed. I'm a blessed man tonight. I've been blessed all of my life. No, don't you sing that song at my funeral. Say, my, no, 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 I know your life owner. Yeah, I had a few troubles before I gave my heart to God, but when I got born again, God gave me a lovely wife, five sons, a lot of friends, grandkids, and family. My life has been blessed. No, my life on earth hadn't been troubled. Somebody said, everybody has got a few troubles, but what did Jesus say? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe the only thing that'll do anything but trouble is your faith in God. Believe in God. Trust God. Believe God. Well, I'm sick. I may die tomorrow, but if I do, hallelujah, I'll have an address changed, but don't do anything sad about me. Praise God. I'm not quite ready to go yet because I wanted to preach a little bit of my own funeral. If you're taping this, you can usually live at it if I go before I get to preach again. But what I'm saying is, folks, I want you to understand it's a good life living for God. I can't understand the mully grub Christian, if you don't know what that word is. It's just the same thing as belly aching, complaining. Live for God. Praise God. Yeah, but don't you ever have any trouble? I'll tell them one thing about it. I may start out a little bit troubled during the day. It ain't going to last me all day. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something to joy about, right? Come on, folks, it's a good life living for God. It's a good life living for God. It's a good life living for God. It's the good way, the good way, the holy way, the right way. I've seen a few of the bad ways. I've dealt with people. I've seen, I had a man say something to me one time that I didn't quite understand. He was in bad shape, alcohol, other things in his life. I've tried to talk with him. And, you know, I guess I approached him the wrong way about, you know, man, why don't you just give your heart to God and, and you know, and otherwise get ready to really live. You know, he said, are you getting ready to die? And, you know, I guess I did tell him that. He's a preacher. And he was, he was a priest. He wasn't a Christian. And I'm not judging. I just know but what, he's, what he said himself. He said, you know what? He said, this dying don't bother me. It's this living that I can't take. Never heard that before. I can't let some people act like they can't take it either. But I love it. Brother Beecham, you know, you, you, you don't have the strength and the energy and the zeal and the zip. That you, who said I didn't? I may not have it as long, but I'm going to have it. Praise God. I'll tell you one thing. I may not be able to work in the yard as long as my wife keeps an eye on me. She looks out the window. I know she does because I can't hold out like I used to. But one of these days, it's going to get stronger, Sister Kim. You already told me that. The heart thing is going to pick back up and old eight feet will go out the window or whatever's supposed to happen. Well, yeah, but what if it don't? Well, praise God, address change. But what are you saying? Are you worried about all this stuff? No, I'm going to use every ounce of energy I got to serve God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to let him know that I love him. I'm going to preach the word without fear or favor. And I'm going to tell you one thing, folks. You need the good way. The good way. I said earlier, all of this stuff that separates people, if we just go back to the Bible, the word of God, so I'm going to join this church because they don't require as much. Yeah. One fellow, and I won't use his name, 
He told someone, said, you know what? He said, if I wasn't this, the religion he was, I would be what you are. Because you folks got more food, less religion than any of them. He said that. I guess he was judging a little bit. But what are you saying all that for? Folks, you've got to have it right. Right. You've got to do it right. What is right? The Bible lets us know exactly. The good way for this day is the church. Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church. The gates of hell shall not. The good way for now, the, 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 the old path, good way, is what the apostles preached, what Jesus taught, and what the apostles had to say when they, John the Baptist said he's coming. He's a baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus said, I'm going away, but I'm going to send the comfort. I'm going to be back to you, coming back to you, uh, you know, and so on. So, folks, Jesus did just that, and the apostles picked up on it, and they began to preach the gospel, and they began to tell them exactly what to do. Say, so, Brother Beecham, you talk about that all the time when you get up there. I mean, you need to kind of tiptoe a little bit. You might offend somebody that hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name. You might offend somebody that hadn't received the Holy Ghost. You might offend somebody that don't believe like you believe. Folks, I'm going to tell you what. I'm not talking about Pentecost. We, you, can, you don't have to have anything on your church door. It doesn't make any difference what denomination you say you are. That's not the issue. But what the real issue is, have you repented of your sins? Have you given all to God? Have you come confession? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins? Have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Have you been born again? That's where it's at, folks. Amen. Well, my church don't believe it, then you're in the wrong church. I didn't say you had to go to this church. One thing I'd ask that preacher, if he gets ready to get baptized, well, how are you going to baptize me? Well, we, uh, we do it this way. We do it that way. We do it that well, well, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible says in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, but we can't do that because this church don't believe it. You, you're going the wrong way in the wrong church. Folks, I'm going to tell you what, anybody that tiptoe through the Word of God and won't tell it like it is, I may not get to preach another message, but I'm going to tell you what Jesus said. You must be born again, and you've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. You've got to repent of your sins. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He cut the for the remission of your sins. You'll be a new creature, born again, on fire for God, serving God, feeling the Holy Ghost, living a good, holy life. Praise God. The old past. The old past. Thank you, Pastor David. You preached a great message today. You, you do a tremendous job. I, I, I get these preachers. Brother Todd Rosal and all these others, they, they, they can put it out there. They can give you all of those, and, and they can, man, they can do it. They can do it. But you know what? I can't do it like they do it. I mean, I'm not as good a reader as Pastor David. And, 
I'm not as educated as these folks. And I'm, I'm telling it like it is. And so I just have to preach to you the way it come to me and the way I know it is. I, I, I just got to tell you the old-fashioned way. I was born a sinner. I was born lost. I had guilt in my life. I, woke, I would go down the road many times with guilt. I would burst out in tears, not even knowing what was going on. God was convicting my heart. I've sat on a bar stool in Chicago, Illinois, and I would sit there, and a voice come to me, say, you're out of place. You're out of place. I remember folks like Sister Vivian and my mama back in the little country church, how they prayed for me, and God had his hand on me, spared my life through all of that, or accidents that should have took my life, almost accidents that would have killed me, on and on it went. But God's mercy was on me. God kept me. God went to the bars with me. God don't go to the bars. Yes, he does. He'll go to the bar with you. He won't drink with you, but he'll go to the bar. We can tell you, you don't need to drink either. Praise God. Nor do you need to do it in your fridge at home either. Well, anyhow. Praise God. Hallelujah. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you what, folks, the Lord is coming. There's going to be an address change. But if you're going to move into that new home, you've got to get ready for it. You've got to get washed up. You've got to get cleaned up. You've got to have on the robe of righteousness. You've got to be ready for the address change. The old past, the old past is the good way, not because it's old, but because it's the right way, the right way. Repentance is still Bible. Except you repent, you will all likewise perish. What is repentance? Make it a confession of faith. No. Repentance is turning away from the old life. Everybody is born in sin. Somebody says, well, I was never sinned. The Jews said that. Well, we're Abraham's seed. You know, my mama was a Pentecost, my daddy and what have you, and I was raised in church. Yeah, that don't make you saved. Come on, folks. I got boys. I got grandkids, and I love them all. And I know they're good boys and good family, love God. All of them have been baptized in the name of the Lord and received the Holy Ghost. You say, well, you know, well, yeah, well, well, you know, I don't see Todd here every Sunday. Well, I don't see this and I don't see. I'm going to tell you one thing, folks. I didn't father a child to be lost. And I'm going to tell you one thing else, a grandchild or a great-grandchild or anything else. I believe God's going to do the work in the lives of everybody. I believe God's going to do that work. Praise God. God is doing it. I trust God. This is the only life to live. Amen. The good way. The good way. The good way. It'll take you somewhere. The good way. A few folks in the Bible went the bad way. Amen. I want to go the good way. This is the way. Walk their hand. I had a lot of other scriptures. You know, I didn't use them. Hardly ever do. I love you folks. I love this church. I love my family. I love everybody. You're all so good to me. I, I am undeserving of, of the blessings that, that God blesses me with. This church is so good to me. I came here 48 48 years ago, four little, five little boys, lived in a two-bedroom house, stuck four boys in one room, bunk bed on top of bunk bed. Amen. Todd was a baby in a crib, but there was a miracle in Todd's life before we came. Morristown. I came here with a little two-bedroom house, and God has blessed us, blessed us. There were times that we didn't even know if there had been enough money coming in from the church to even buy groceries. You've heard those testimonies too. 
but we kept trying, kept believing. You wanted a full-time preacher on less than $100 a week with five boys, but we kept coming. God kept blessing. And now in my older days, got a beautiful house up on the hill. Now, it's not one of those $2 million on the lake, but it's up on my hill, and it's a good place. I love it. Call it Beecham Hill. And I'm going to tell you one thing. I got a good neighbor right by my side, takes care of me. I got boys, and I got friends, and I got the blessings of God. And so God has blessed me. I have no financial needs. What? No, I don't. And if you really trust God and believe God and put God first in your life, you're not going to have prolonged needs either. For my first message was, and you know very well, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these other things would be added unto you. But he said, having food and raiment, be content. You do that, God will take care of you. Or some are looking forward to that check. Amen. Well, I guess we all are because you're going to get more tithes in the church. That's all right. God is good to us. God is so good. God is so good. So good. But I'm going to tell you what, now, in the address change, you're not going to take anything with you. You're going to take anything with you. Amen. Well, I know they're already playing with me to quit. Did my wife tell you to do that? She did. Praise God. Praise God. What if this would be my last one? I want it to be what I want it to be. I want to tell you God loves you. I don't care who you are, what you are, what you've done, your sins. It makes no matter. God loves you. God loves you. God cares for you. God wants to help you. God wants to save you. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost. One of you pastors, come on up here. I have preached long enough. Praise God. I haven't even drunk my water yet. Folks, you know, my Lord of mercy. I've said it many times. If I say something you don't understand, don't go say, Brother David, what did your dad mean about that? Come on. Go ask me. I'm big enough to tell you what I meant. Don't ask him. 